The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Tuesday morning. And we're so glad you're with us as we take a few minutes in God's Word. If you're following along with us in the Bible, we're in Ecclesiastes chapter number 6 today. We've taken the last couple of weeks and have been evaluating and break, walking through and unpacking different sections of the book of Ecclesiastes. And uh, let me give you a quick, quick review or basic understanding. Ecclesiastes is a book written by the name, uh, by the King Solomon. He refers to himself, uh, the Hebrew word kuheloth or the word preacher. He's, he's kind of come at the end of life and as a preacher explaining from his end as he looks back on life, the pros, the cons, the good, the bad, what he's seen. Remember, he was a very wealthy man. He was a very wise man. Um, he ended up with 700 wives, 300 concubines. Um, some of them obviously towards the end made some dis, um, poor decisions. Uh, and actually, that's what we're going to evaluate today. One of the things we get to see in the verses we're going to look at today as King Solomon is looking back in his life. Uh, one author put it this way. It's kind of describing what we're going to look at from the perspective of a painting. You walk down a hallway and you know, of a gallery and you see different paintings and Solomon is really, he's got his life put up on these walls and it's not depicted well. They're depicted very discouraging, very depressing. And uh, so I'm going to read the first few verses to, of chapter 6 to give us an idea of Solomon's thinking as he's at the end of his life and looking back. And then we'll take a minute and explain how Solomon got to this point. So Ecclesiastes chapter 6 verse 1, there is an evil eye which I have seen under the sun. And it is common among men, a man to whom God hath given riches, wealth, and honor, so that he wanteth nothing for his soul of all that he hath desireth, yet God giveth him not power to eat thereof. But a stranger eateth it. This is vanity, and it is an evil disease. Verse 3, if a man beget a hundred children and live many years so that the days of his years be many and his soul be not filled with good and also that he hath no burial, I say that an untimely birth is better than he. For he cometh in with vanity and departeth in darkness and his name shall be covered with darkness. Moreover, he hath not seen the sun nor known anything, but this hath he more rest than the other. Yea, though he live a thousand years twice told, or two thousand years, yet hath he seen no good. Do not all go to one place. So as we look at this, again, what we have to understand, because a lot of times when you first look at this passage, you say, well, he's depicting a theoretical man who's been given all this, and it seems very empty. Actually, what he's doing is he's describing his life. He is describing himself. As he comes to the end of the life, he's describing. So he starts off, as there's an evil, which he's seen. Of course, he's seen because it's him. A man who hath given great riches, himself as a king, wealth and honor, so that he wanted nothing of his heart, his heart could desire. Yet God giveth him not the power to eat thereof. Now, let me explain basically what it means by God giving not the power. He's using word picture to say this, that when I was young and growing and 40 years as a king, God gave me great wisdom, great wealth, great honor, um, and gave me everything I could want. I mean, literally everything I could ever possibly want I had. Nobody in the world had more than he did. As he comes to the end of his life, he turns back and he looks 
And he sees now, he ultimately, because I really can't enjoy, I'm not enjoying the blessings. You think when you come to the end of your life, you would see this great legacy and you would see all this wonderful blessing of my finances going to other, to my family and my legacy, and in this case, his dynasty and all these different things. And, and when, it's, when it's all said and done, he's looking back and much of what should have been a long lasting legacy to his children uh, and his kingdom and his dynasty was gone. In fact, in one situation, the end, uh, his, he was find out that his son would only reign over the land of Judah and the rest of Israel would be ruled by someone else who's not part of his family. And so there's a separation. There's so much in that area that uh, Solomon looks back on and he says, I've been given so much and I've had so, so many, I've had everything you could possibly want. Now I come to the end of life. He even says um, at the end, if I would have lived 2,000 years it still would have been empty. To come to your end of your life is what he's saying and see, not see God's hand, but to kind of see the emptiness of it. What has been the point of all of the great blessings of life? And so simply we could say today, if you come to the end of your life and you know, you know you're getting older or illness or something and you look back on your life and you ask yourself the question, was every, what I invested my life into worth it? Where did I spend my time? Where did I invest my money? Uh, where was my love? Where was my passion? Was it to the people around me? Was it into God, into his kingdom? Or was it into myself and what this world can offer? And as we talked about yesterday, that becomes very empty and very vain. And Solomon said at the end of this, it was empty. Now here, why? Well, if you remember, we mentioned a moment ago that Solomon, as he you know, was very well known, one of the things everybody wanted to have was an alliance with the king. Other nations did, and his protection, his wealth, he wanted advantages of everything that came with being friends of Israel. And so, as we, if you know anything about history, a lot of times what would happen is their daughter would marry the king, and that would create an alliance between. Well, this happened 700 times as he married 700 women. Not all alliances, but 700 women. Then he had 300 concubines, girlfriends, whatever you want to call it, that lived in there that weren't married to him. A thousand women. And, and one of the things you see is in, in, while being surrounded by, and they all came from pagan lands. They were not coming from um, other lands that believe in God. They're coming from pagan lands. And so towards the end of his life, the Bible tells us that his wives turned his heart from God. He actually began to create altars for the different gods that, that were representative of the different wives and nations that he had taken in. And when you look at all of that, what ended up happening was he, he didn't necessarily turn completely away from God in his perspective. He never said that God didn't exist, but his disobedience and doing the things as he was doing ended up resulting in, in, in lack of blessing and a, a level of judgment from God because he'd been given so much. The Bible clearly says to whom much is given, much is required. He'd been given so much and he did not handle it well. God said, unfortunately, this is going to result in how it affects your children. Therefore, you know, his son only got to rule over Judah. The rest of Israel was given to someone else and simply, the premise was all of this wealth that he had developed in Israel, uh, most of it went to a different king. Didn't go to his own family, only Judah. He only got the, his family got to keep a portion of this. And it simply came as a result of his disobedience. And so he says, listen, I've been given all of this, but my heart turned from God. Unlike David, who made a lot of mistakes but kept coming back to God, Solomon turned, his, turned himself. While he never totally rejected God, he turned and followed his heart, if you, know, if you want to say to him, I followed my heart or whatever you want to say, he, he went after his wives and he, his life at the end focused more on his possessions and his, and his wives and all these different things than it did God. And because of that, he lost. So he's looking back on this life. He says, I've been given so much, but because of my decisions not to make God a primary focus and to turn from God, now I look at the end of my life and I see how much I've lost. 
Some of it's going to be judgment from God. Some of it's simply going to be because God's blessings come when we walk with Him. God's blessings come when we stay close to Him. You, you turn from God. Yeah, you're still saved, but you turn from God and you walk from God and you say, I'm not going to make Him part of my life. And you, you kind of leave church and leave all that and you go live what the world has. Oh, if you're saved, you'll still end up in heaven. But you're going to look back in life with all the emptiness that the life still offers because Salvation doesn't overcome the commandments of Scripture. When I, what I mean by that is just because you're saved, God's not going to bless you just because of that. Many of the commandments or the promises of the blessing of Scripture come a result of our own actions. Uh, if, in Philippians, he'll, my God shall supply all your needs. That church had been giving to missions, things of that nature. So we understand that God's promises of great blessing are often a result of obedience. You see, Israel many times was in captivity because of their disobedience. So Talmud looks back in his life and he says, God gave me so much, and that's where I placed my attention. I stopped looking to God because I probably didn't think I needed him because I was the king. I had such great blessing, and obviously God was blessing me. Look at all these great things, and then he allowed his mind to believe that, himself justified all these wrong actions, and in making these wrong decisions, he comes to the end of life seeing his lack of blessing and all that he lost, and he said, I had given so much, and it ended up being wasted, it ended up being empty because it doesn't go beyond me. My children aren't enjoying that. So let me just give you a couple, just a thought as I come. You know, the world convinces us of the need to be engaged in the world. I need my position. I need my retirement. I need to be known. I need to be recognized. I need all of the things that the world tells me I need to have. And when I can achieve the biggest house, the nicest cars, or I can achieve this and achieve recognition by my peers and things of that nature, then I have accomplished. And, and, and great. And that's great until it's over because it, it's empty. You're done. The question is, what are you leaving behind? And what are you leaving behind for your legacy in the area of, of God and your walk with Him? Where's your, if your family followed you and your walk with God when you're gone, where are they going to be? When you look back, when you're 80 years old, and you look back upon your kids and grandkids, what are they going to think of God? And they're going to make their own decisions. Please understand that. But what are, they, what are you doing to point them in the right direction? Are you ignoring them or, or investing all of your life into what's, what's out there today and missing out on the fact that God says, listen, the world's empty. He's telling us right here in, in Ecclesiastes, the world's empty. It's vain. Invest, Like he even said, we're talking about money. The money's empty, but if just be content with what you have and be thankful for what God's given you and invest it into good, then you can enjoy that. And he's saying, I've been given all of this and it being empty because my eye was on the world. My eye was on the emptiness. It wasn't on God. And you can only make that decision now. The world tells you, go after it now, go after it now, go after it now. You really won't realize how empty it is until the end. So here's what I challenge you to do. Take the wisdom from a man who has had everything. Now he looks back on life and said, I wasted it. And don't, right now, whatever age you're in, invest what time you have left back into God, back into church, back into your family, because that is the only thing that goes beyond you. Don't waste it in the world because it is empty. Put it back into God. Invest into Him and allow Him and allow that to be your legacy because that is what will last for eternity. Well, thanks again for joining us. As on this Tuesday and giving me a chance to be part of your day. I greatly appreciate it. I always love teaching the Word of God, and I'm glad you've allowed me to be part of your day and to teach you. I hope it's a help. hope it's an encouragement. hope you can continue to join us as we have three more days this week of devotion, and we hope it'll be a help. Thank you again for joining us today, and we hope you join us again tomorrow.